Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. You're listening to episode 69. Welcome back, you guys. Listen, I'm freezing here. (laughs) You may not be listening to this the week that I record it. I know a lot of you find me later and listen later. So I'll tell you, it's December. It's December 2017. And I'm in New York. And New York is as cold as January usually is. I got up this morning. It was about 13 degrees outside. It's already snowed a couple times. This is really early for this kind of cold. So I am curled up here at my microphone in a really fuzzy soft wrap and a cup of tea as I talk to you this morning. It is December. It's the holidays, right? And, you know, I'm seeing posts on widow sites on Facebook about how tragic the holidays feel. Posts about the pain, how extra tough to pretend it's okay right now. It's all too much. I want to escape just for a moment. How hurtful the happiness of others is. Wow. Is this what we want to focus on for ourselves? How does it serve a widow to read about how painful and lonely it can be during the holidays when you're missing your spouse? We know this. These websites and groups are trying to put their finger right in your wound. It really makes me a little angry because I know it's actually a sales technique make you hurt more and you'll give in and buy, right? Poke at the wounds, not me. I'm not going to do that. I mean, I've been there. I've walked in your shoes. Not only have I walked in your shoes, I'm still walking in them, okay? A few days after Christmas, it'll be three years since Jim suddenly died here at home in my arms. Three years. Not 15 years, not 10 years, not even 8 years. And for those of you that it may only be a matter of months, I know 3 years sounds long, right? I will not lie or exaggerate to try to one-up you on sadness. 3 years is not as painful as the first year. Certainly not as painful and confusing as the first 6 months. And you know what? In those early months, so many wanted to rush in and tell me how the second year was going to be worse than the first year. That sure was helpful, right? No, the second year for me was not as painful as that first year. It was still hard. Yeah, yeah, it's not, 
It's not easy. But to say it's more painful than initial loss, it's a terrible thing to say to a new widow and maybe not true. So I'm not going to pick at your pain. I'm not going to pull scabs off. No, I'm going to challenge you. It might be equally uncomfortable, but with an actual positive result. Because that's what I'm all about. I'm about getting you results in your life, helping you find your strength. Yeah, there's moments that feel overwhelming. Moments when we all want our love back next to us. I get it. But we also need to find out how to make something of our life again. So many of you reach out saying to me, I can't go on like this. I need to know what's next. So let's come to that. What's next? Like, do you continue to hear all the sad stories and have others picking at your pain? No, you want to have something more than just getting through the days. So here's how you begin to discover yourself. Okay, I'm going to share this with you because it's a process that I've been going through each year now. Excuse me while I reach back and get my tea <laughs> because it is cold. So if you want to begin to discover yourself, begin by reviewing your year. Learn from your own life. I believe it's in our personal growth that we find our way forward and begin to live again. So you need to look at what you've done, then decide where you want to be at the end of next year. Yeah, a goal, a big goal, any goal. Having a goal to work towards actually focuses your brain and begins to change you. And you know, as widows, we can use some extra focus for our brains. I don't know about you, but early days, I was not able to focus on anything. And I still have trouble with it, even after three years. When you begin to focus your brain, it begins to change you from the moment you think of the goal. And it continues to change you with every action you take. If you think that wanting something is too hard and unrealistic, that's your brain doing what your brain is automatically designed to do. Okay, your brain looks for danger. I've probably talked to you about this before on my podcast, or if you are one of my certified widow coaches that learn coaching from me, I know you've heard this before. Our primitive brain was designed so that in the days as cavemen, when we would wander out of the cave, or cave women, excuse me, <laughs> we would wander out of the cave, and our brain would immediately begin to scan the horizon and all the bushes around us and look to see, are there poison snakes? Is there a mountain lion waiting to eat us? Are there dinosaurs out there that are um, people eaters? right? Your brain immediately starts to look for all the danger. It starts to look for all the possible bad stuff. And if it sees anything like the leaves of that bush over there are moving, there's something dangerous, get back in the cave immediately. And we would rush back to safety. 
That's how we survived. That's how the human species survived. Well, we don't have mountain lions and poisonous snakes. Hopefully we don't have these things outside our door, right? But what happens whenever we think of doing something new, our brain goes right to survival mode for us. It starts to tell us this is a terrible idea. There's danger doing that. It's better to just go back into your nice safe cave and stay alive, <laughs> right? It's what our brain does. So when you think of an impossible dream, your brain immediately says, this is a terrible idea. Go back in the same old cave where it's safe. Has various ways of saying this. It says things to us like, who do you think you are to aspire to this thing? Or, you know, you've tried that before and it didn't work. Sure, and where do you think the money will come from to do this? You know you're going to fail. Why even try? That's, all that sound pretty familiar? Your brain starts you scaling back your goal or your dream to something more comfortable and easy. And if we compromise our dreams back to what would be easier, we're just failing our dream. We're just doing it ahead of time. Before we even try, we don't even try. Hence, go ahead and fail by not trying. It's worse than trying and failing. If you try and fail, then you can figure out what didn't work and try again. But if you never try, you never get anywhere. Your life just stays the same on the same line. Like picture a graph. That line is not going up. It's just hanging there at the bottom of the graph. <laughs> right? Because you are afraid to try. If you're willing to fail, you're going to gain. Keep failing over and over. Just keep doing it. Sounds like a good time, huh? It actually is. The trying can be a blast. Failure can feel devastating or it can feel like making progress. For those who feel progress with each fail, no matter how small, they're the ones who succeed. They're the ones living an extraordinary life. They have failures that actually mean something. They're not failing by never trying or giving up and saying, oh, you know, I had to go focus on this other thing over here so I couldn't do it. They're not making excuses. They fail because they're trying it out. It's like learning to walk. You fall constantly. Your mom didn't think, oh, she's clearly never going to be able to walk. Because as being a human, she stood up and fell right down again. And it wouldn't have to matter if your mother did say that. You would have pushed yourself back up off the floor again and again. How many times did you fail before you took your first step? And you didn't even know you were failing. Like you were having a blast trying it. <laughs> right? You were having a blast. You kept pushing yourself back up off the floor. Opening yourself up to trying something that seems impossible and then fail, 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 your life will open up. It becomes so much richer. 
my coach, I have a coach, and she says the worst that can happen is a feeling. She says this all the time. It's truth. When you fail, the worst that happens is your feeling about it. And you can feel anything and survive. The feeling doesn't stay for the rest of your life. If you allow your feeling, it actually doesn't stay for more than 90 seconds. You can feel defeated, frustrated, embarrassed. What if you could have what it is that you truly would love to accomplish in 2018? But the price is going to be feeling those feelings a few times. Even feeling them regularly. Like, let's say, at least once every month for 10 months straight, you're going to feel humiliated, frustrated. Don't you think the payoff would far outweigh the feeling? Hell yeah! <laughs> for me, that's a hell yeah! If I'm going to be able to achieve this dream of mine... And yeah, it's going to take, you know, being embarrassed and failing a few times. But in the end, I actually get it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm willing to feel that. So where do you start with all this, right? It's like, nice, Joanne. I'm listening to you babble on about goals and impossible dreams. Let's start with 2017, the year that we're just now finishing up. You need to review this and consider everything you were able to accomplish through the year. Right? Maybe it wasn't a lot, but that's okay. What worked for you? You can ask yourself this about any area of your life that you want to focus on. Okay? It can be your career. It can be your health. It can be your personal relationships. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your social life or lack thereof, right? Because you've been mostly just hanging out in your house. Pick one and review what you accomplished in 2017. Maybe you're picking a social life because that's struggled significantly since becoming a widow, right? And in this past year, you did get out and do a few things. You visited friends or went out with friends Maybe you even tried eating lunch out somewhere alone. Make a list of each thing. Look at what worked. Once you have a list of the things that tried, maybe you tried them for your work, for your health, whatever you picked, look over your list and ask yourself what lesson or lessons you learned from each one. That's the secret, you guys. Learn from your life. Write this all out in your notebook. Feel good about what worked. Feel great about the lessons you've taught yourself by trying. Next, the next time you sit down with your notebook, you want to brainstorm everything you want for yourself. I mean, really let go and dream big. You can just let your mind go write impossible dreams, fill up every line on a page with goals and dreams. Give yourself time to really get into it. You know, Oprah always used to say that you just have to learn to dream bigger. Dream bigger. What would you be thrilled to accomplish in a year's time? 
You can even pause this right now and go do this right now. You can come back and turn the podcast back on. Give yourself the gift of time to get your notebook out and do these things. Brainstorm everything you tried or did for yourself in 2017, what worked, how it felt, what you learned, and then give yourself the time to dream and write down everything. And then come back and turn this podcast back on. I'm here waiting for you. (laughs) Now go. Okay. Now, look over your page of amazing ideas and wants. Know that what you want is so very important, really important, because what you want is the GPS for your soul. It becomes your destiny. Honest to God. When you focus on what you want, your brain goes right to work for you. If you're asking it the right questions, like How could I really do this and have fun trying it? Pick out one goal, something that's useful, something that makes your brain freak out a little because it feels impossible, but worth working towards, right? Because the goal is so meaningful. Write it down. The action of writing it down is important because it begins to encrypt that goal right into the neurons of your brain. You may even find something start to shift over the next couple days when you think about your goal, maybe even right away. Maybe it begins to feel like it could maybe just be possible. Pick your 2018 goal, commit to it, never look back. Okay? Make sure the goal is clear and measurable. If it's not measurable, how will you know when you're getting close? How will you know when you're there? Is this a goal you can measure? A measurable goal would be like, you know, I want to lose 35 pounds this next year. Or I would like to make $10,000 more this year than I made last year and figure out how I'm going to do that. Okay, those are measurable goals. It's something that you'll know when you get there. Now, now you're going to let your brain freak out. Okay, because your brain's freaking out already. You turn the page in your notebook and let your brain freak out. It's looking outside the cave. It's seeing all the reasons why this is a terrible idea. (laughs) You know that. So I want you to write down all the objections. All the excuses why this could never happen. Let's hear how impossible that goal you picked is. Why is it you should never even try? Let's find out all the good reasons to fail ahead of time and not do it. Really, write like crazy. Fill up the page. Got it? Go do that. Now... Now that you're back and you have a whole page of reasons why this will not work, I want you to start writing out the actions you're willing to take to begin working towards that goal. And if you have no idea what actions to take, like you just look at the goal and you're paralyzed by it. I know, I've been there. I want you to think about someone else who might have done this or something similar. 
How about if I stepped into your life? Okay? Say that I do your life for you for the next six months. Do you think I could get it done? Hmm? So how do you think the person who could actually do that goal thinks differently than you? What might they do differently than what you do? Ask yourself who you need to become to accomplish this. Did you ever hear my rant on Facebook Live about becoming the woman who does it? I did this. You can go look. I can't remember if it was on my Joanne the Life Coach page, my personal profile. I think it might be on my Joanne the Life Coach page. It's what I did when I became certified as a life coach. I thought long and hard about the woman I would be like five years down the road as a successful coach. Like I could think, okay, five years from now, there I am. I'm a successful life coach. And I thought, okay, what does that Joanne wear? What does she do each morning to start her day? What does she eat? What does she, how does she set up her work and tackle it? How does she handle her money that's different from how I do that now? And then I realized in order to become that successful coach, I had to start being her first. That version of me was not going to just happen at some point where I achieved my goal. I had to be her first in order to deserve that goal. I wasn't going to get that goal unless I was her. She's the one who has that thing. It's the same for you. Who do you become? Which version of you has achieved your impossible dream? Okay, you need to become her. Close your eyes and mentally embody the woman who has already achieved your goal. Imagine how she reacted to your brain's objections and the obstacles along the way. She's accomplished this. So we know, we know for sure she did not fail ahead of time by not taking any action at all. What did she do? Open your notebook. Start writing this down. Keep asking her how she overcame each obstacle that your brain offered up just at the thought of this impossible dream. All right? Because she knows she's already accomplished it. She's out there at the end of 2018. And she's like, ha look, I actually did this. So now she can tell you exactly what it was she did, what you did to get there. And if you've written those things down, now you have it. It's the beginning of your plan for 2018. How are you going to work towards your impossible goal? How are you going to fail over and over? When you fail, you'll feel the emotion of it. And then you'll consider it just like you considered 2017. You're going to look at it and go, what worked about that? How do I feel about what worked about that? And what am I going to try differently the next time? It's just like walking. 
All right? It's like learning to walk. You have to keep pushing up and have fun with every attempt. Let it be fun. Even when a fail first feels like crap, and it will, <laughs> feel it. Review it. Plan for the next step, and then you can get excited all over again. And if you do this, you are going to grow and expand in 2018 like never before. All because of your willingness to reach for something impossible that you can measure progress on. Because of your willingness to fail and learn and experience. The experiencing is the best part, you guys. Just think of the review that you'll be doing at the end of 2018 for what worked and what lessons you learned from your life. Incredible, right? This is how we shake off the sadness, the melancholy, the pain. It's still there. Grief lives with us, but it doesn't have to stop us in our tracks. We can find a glimmer out on the horizon to reach for, some goal, some dream. Whether it's painting or writing, dancing, making new friends, traveling, starting a new career. It's what you are going to do with the rest of your life. Sounds impossible. I mean, who actually does that, right? Who really does that? This woman right here. Joanne version 2.0. Remember, I was Joanne version 0 at Ground Zero Grief. But I was able to see a glimmer of something worth failing at. I did. I fell down a lot. I still do. <laughs> really, a lot. And this holiday season, sure, my heart's going to miss him. My holiday seasons have changed for sure from what they once were. That's okay. I take a moment when I need it. And then I look off at the horizon. Because I know the next glimmer is waiting right around the corner in 2018. You guys, I would love to see a lot of new reviews for iTunes for this podcast. It would sure make my world bright the end of this year. I love every review I read there. And if we can push Widowcast of over 50 reviews, iTunes will rank it higher on searches. That way widows can find it. So do me a favor. Go search iTunes for Widowcast. Click on the cover. And you'll see where it has ratings and reviews. If you click in there, then you can see where to click to leave a review. Um, click on the stars. Five stars is nice, <laughs> right? I love to share what my reviewers have said. And I'm going to share a couple with you this morning because I do have a couple of newer reviews in there. Um, I have a review titled, Exactly What is Needed. It's by Chris in Cali. That must be California. Hi, Chris. I absolutely love this podcast and have shared it with everyone I can think of. It's been four and a half years since I lost my husband. And being a mother of young children, I've definitely spent a lot of time in survival mode. Oh, I bet you have, Crystal. 
Discovering this podcast a few months ago has come at the most perfect time as I long for connection with other widows and a desire to know some of my feelings and experiences are normal. Joanne combines humor, kindness, honesty, and wisdom. I'm so thankful for her transparency and willingness to address the daily and big picture feelings and situations that widows face. This podcast has been the greatest blessing. Wow. Thank you for that review. That's really touching. And I love that you've shared it with other people. I just, yeah, get everybody that needs to listen to this. And then um, there's another short one in there, which is great. It says, so needed. It's by Mandy. And it says, Joanne is real and talks about grief and healing in an open and loving way. Five stars, y'all. <laughs> y'all have given me five stars. Most of them I see. Um, right now, we are at 24 ratings, reviews. So there's actually 21 customer reviews, 24 ratings. If you go in there and just click the five stars without reviewing it, it does leave a rating for me. Um, but I would love to see reviews and I would love to see those 21 reviews become 50. That would be so amazing. So everybody, get out there, find some joy this month, you know, even in the little things. I know the holidays can be stressful, they can be hard, but they can also be a wonderful time to reconnect with those that are still in our lives. So do that. Go find some joy. And then, if you didn't stop and do the work, I want you to go back and re-listen to this with your notebook in your lap, ready to pause it. Look at 2017 and start thinking about one big thing that you might want to accomplish in 2018. Gosh, you could even in the reviews, tell me what it is that you picked for your 2018. I would love to hear some of your guys's goals and ideas. So do that. And I'll be talking to you again soon. 